Good evening and welcome to the chat here on News Talk 94.1. My name is Michael Detweiler. I am your host. And my guest today is a longtime friend, Cindy Schumann. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Michael, for absolutely, having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, tell us... Tell us where Miss Marie had Cindy and where you, where you grew up and went to elementary school. I always love finding out these stories. Wow. Of course, you're talking 100 years ago. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I was born in Beloit, Wisconsin. Okay. Wow. And I have, at now at this age, of course, I have a Norwegian mother and a Dutch father. How about that? And a, and a German last name, which doesn't make me German. <laughs> that's <laughs> and that, great. And that's important because we label people so quickly. Oh, sure, because of their last name. Mine is Detweiler. It's German. Yeah, okay. yeah. So um, I was born and uh, went to a parochial school Okay. Um, from much of my grade school and then middle school went to a public school. Um, I, <laughs> Beloit is just a, you know, working town. Sure. Um, I attended college and w- we did a lot of traveling, my family. Did you? Interesting. Yes. And so many, many summers were spent in Arizona. Okay. I was fascinated yes. with the Indians. Yes. Hopi Indians. Neat area. The 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 weather in Arizona is so much different than up in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> My brother and I were pretty mischievous and had fun. Sure. Um but that interest was sparked. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize how passionate I would grow to be in nineteen sixty eight. When I graduated from high school, we went mm-hmm. to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I experienced culture shock. Interesting. And saw the poverty there. Mm-hmm. We can't even begin to relate. We can't. I our totally poverty, agree. Our poverty is wealthy compared mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. I have so many friends who go on mission trips and they come back shocked. Yeah. They come back feeling guilty because of, you know, they think we have it rough here, and they find out that it doesn't even compare to doesn't other places. Compare. Yeah, and so because we were doing some traveling, um, you know, I became culturally aware and interested. Sure. So I um, started out majoring in cultural anthropology. Hmm. In my field term, I lived with the Amish. Interesting. And. Living and what part of the country was that in? In Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, in okay. Evans, Evansville. Okay, sure. Over 20 weeks, I lived with three different families. Interesting. And um, that opened your eyes to oh, some things, didn't it? Oh, my gosh. It changed my life. Did it? Because in the Amish community, you are unaware. I mean, you're aware of who has more wealth and mm-hmm. who has less wealth. But among the community... They never allow that to be a visual. They never allow somebody who needs food or needs a barn mm-hmm. to go without. So social justice to them mm-hmm. is equal access. Okay. Interesting. So, so I grew up in my 20s, from my 20s on, mm-hmm. believing social justice to be a equal access, mm-hmm. something we don't provide. But in our c- culture, it is often referred to as 
in social justice, unequal legal justice, Mm -hmm. which definitely does exist, but it isn't um, spilled over into all the other areas of equal access Mm -hmm. that people need. But then we also don't incentivize poverty to get out of poverty. Sure. It's a cycle, um, so to speak, in terms of being difficult to get out of it. Yes. Um, But being with the Amish for 20 weeks profoundly just changed my worldview Hmm. and my self-awareness and how to give people what they need. Interesting. Not what I think they need. Sure. What they need. Sure. And so I will admit, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s. Sure. Raising children. Living life. Living I get life, it. I get it. Caving to the culture. Sure. Sure. Trying to advance my career. Sure. Which wasn't in the field of my passion. I had, you know, success and good jobs, but. Did that just go on the back burner then about what you experienced it living did. with the Amish? Wow. Yes. Well, my mother got ill. I've been here 11 years now. Wow. And had heart bypass, and mm-hmm. she was allergic to the medication she had to take after oh, the wow. heart, heart surgery. Wow. So I came here to help her recover. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, get better, Mom. I'm going back. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I saw and experienced in Cookville is the lack of diversity mm-hmm. um experienced it on i mean while i was here i'd go to go to the courthouse and see what kind of court cases there were sure went to the chamber went to the city hall and all the faces on the wall are white sure. now this is a majority by by natural consequence sure majority caucasian there's sure there's no fault in that um so <clears throat> we continued um trying to get my mom better. And I kept saying, I'm going back. There's nothing here. Not, mm-hmm. not good shopping, not good restaurants. And you were living in Chicago. In Chicago. That, that, yes. At that time. Yes. Cause I, I remember we had met and of course I knew your mom. And, 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 and so I, I had remembered Chicago in my brain. I lived in Wisconsin the first 30 years of my life. And the second 30, I lived in Chicago and the last 30, I'm going to live here. Living, living Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so we're down to about a minute and a half in this particular segment. We're talking with Cindy Schumann. Um, she's with Impact Leadership here in Cookville, and we will actually get to Impact in a, in a, in a little bit. But we were talking about life, early life, and her uh, growing up in Wisconsin and then um, living in Chicago and then having to come to Cookville to help out her mom who had had a health issue. So um, how's your mom doing? She's 88. She is. She um, She's losing a little mobility. Is she? she still drives, and she's sure. still spry, and she's still very uh, kind of an activist. Yes, she yeah, is. She is. Is she writing any letters to the editor <laughs> of the Herald Citizen? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I, I Listen, I, my favorite Mar- Marie Brown story is that she walks in when I was working for Cong- for Congressman Black. She walks into the office and she introduces herself. And I said, I know you. And we'll tease that 
for the next segment because we're going to go to a break. So join us in the next segment, and I'll tell the rest of the Marie Brown story. (laughs) You're listening to The Chat here on News Talk 94.1. Welcome back to the chat here on News Talk 94.1. I'm your host, Michael Detweiler. My guest today, Cindy Schumann with Impact Leadership here in Cookville. Uh, as we went to the break, uh, I was telling a short story about uh, meeting Cindy's mom, Marie Brown, and uh, she had walked into our office when I worked for Congressman Black. And she introduced herself. And I said, I know you. And she just has this look on her face like, you do, is what she (laughs) says. And so I said, yes. I said, I've read your letters to the editor. And she says, well, what do you think of them? You know how your mom is. And so um, I said, I love them. I said, I'm glad that you take the time to sit down, to gather your thoughts and write them. I said, hey, we may not agree on every subject or every issue, but that doesn't matter. I said, you care enough to write the letters to the editor. And she says to me in her style, she says, well, we're going to get along great. (laughs) That was her that was her 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 short sentence and so she would call and michael it's marie brown how are you and i'm like i'm great and so we we you know over those eight those eight years yeah. you know i talked to her i mean at least once a week yes and, and, no doubt and she would give me her opinion on an on an issue want to know where the con- where the congressman stood on it I would give her what I knew. Now, there were times I did not know, and I'd need to talk to our D.C. office and kind of get a clue in. I'd call her back, and she'd go, I appreciate you calling me back. So we had this great relationship. So then when you walked in with her one day, and it was obvious that this is mom and daughter here. So I just, I mean, I was just like, this is great. So, and she loves to introduce herself as Mrs. Charlie Brown. I love that. I know. I love that. See, I never knew that she had never introduced herself to me like that. Uh, you know, during our time, yes. we knew each other. And she's certainly Lucy. Yes, <laughs> she is. She is a pistol. And so it, it was. It, you know, it was great to introduce the congressman to her and 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 fill her in on. All the times I'd talked to Marie and everything else. And, of course, we had software where we entered in all of our our chats with people, our emails, oh our telephone calls. and 365 a year from yeah. her. <laughs> and the congressman would look at those. And, and, so, and so she would be able to see a background on people that called and kind of what they cared about and everything else. And so we started doing a call of the week where we would select from each office some somebody who'd reached out to us, and we'd have her turn around and call them. And, of course, she would get responses to, like, no, it's not. It's not my congressman. People thought that she was playing a joke on them. And so now you know, she just hangs up on people. Yeah, and so it just it's funny how that all how that all worked. But uh, I just appreciate your mom. She's she's an incredible lady. She just, is. I learned a lot from her and uh, she she would give me her opinion whether I wanted it or not. <laughs> she still does that to me, too. <laughs> I love that because you'll always be 12, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I get a little frustrated with that. 
So, so you end up in Cookville. How did you get involved in impact leadership? How well, did that, because it's, you know, what, what, five years now, right? The anniversary's right. coming up. But I've been here 11. So right. They had their first banquet when I was here and I attended. And Dwight Henry sure. was my banquet buddy. Okay. Um, and we went to that banquet together and left and said, this is a profound organization mm-hmm. in our community. And you had to be involved. You said, I got to get involved. Exactly. And I did. I, I, I participated. They didn't really have um, too much community outreach at that early sure. stage. Sure. It was designed to honor African-Americans in the community. Sure. So um, I was here hanging around, um, joined a couple of organizations but one day, um, someone convinced me to go through a, a leadership program here in town, and mm-hmm. I did. And it was in transition. And so I wrote up um, an idea mm-hmm. of a leadership program with substance. And just so happened, I was having lunch with Quentin Cancel and Robert yes. Owens. Yes, know them both. And showed them the idea because they said to me, how can we do more community outreach? Sure. I said, this is what this community needs is a leadership program that focuses on diversity because Mm -hmm. it's not happening. And they decided that was kind of their mission was to integrate the accomplishments of the african-american community into the caucasian community Mm -hmm. and that's a difficult bridge now i would often say in chicago it was a way of life it wasn't even a discussion sure but coming here it was a discussion and a rub Mm -hmm. and people often say i'm not racist or i'm not biased Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact, people can't know what their biases are until they're confronted with them. Sure. And when you have a 3% African-American community mm-hmm. and you only identify diversity as a race issue, mm-hmm. then, of course, you, you're never going to admit you're racist, mm-hmm. but you don't know how biased you are until you are really confronted with mm-hmm. it. So... Our Hispanic population in the last demographic was larger than oh, our abs- African-American abs- population. And growing faster. Right, and growing faster, absolutely. Right, it is. So I gave them this outline and said, run with it. Run with it. And they called me up a couple of weeks later and asked me to run with it. <laughs> they said, you came up with it, we want you to do it. And I said, two conditions. Yes. It cannot be exclusively African-American. Sure. Because there's not enough population to sustain it. Right. You have to be inclusive to be recognized. Right. You got to grow the group. Yes. Is what you're saying. <clears throat> sure. And the second condition was that I get my own working board. Mm-hmm. I knew their board, mm-hmm. and they were kind of in the glory of the African American Impact Group. Sure. And that's fine. Right. But I knew what I needed. And they said, to yes. take it to that next level. Right. They said, yes, I got a foundation of my board. We are the most diverse board in Putnam County. 
and the founding board members are still board members. That's great. So I have the best board in the entire region. That's fantastic. When we come back after the break, we're going to continue to talk about (laughs) impact leadership here in Cookville to motivate, lead, and empower. You're listening to The Chat here on News Talk 94.1. Welcome back to the chat here on News Talk 94.1. I'm your host, Michael Detweiler. Today, is my guest is Cindy Schumann. She is with Impact Leadership here in Cookville. And uh, Cindy, as we were going to the break, we were talking about you helping Impact realize how to grow the group. And so uh, continue to tell us that story. And obviously, this is longer than an eight-minute segment, so uh, we're going to tell the folks, hey, we're going to have a part two to this, and we're going to have you back so that we can continue to unpack all of this. So go. Okay, well, it's interesting because, you know, I'm a white girl from Chicago, and Morris Irby picked up on that real quick, took me to lunch one day and said, yes. I want to know why a white girl from Chicago is interested in helping a black organization. And I sat there for a minute. We were at Ruby Tuesday, sure, which is no sure. longer here. I miss that salad bar. Boy, yeah. I miss that salad yeah. bar. And uh, I thought, well, I don't think it's important why I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I didn't really recognize it that way. Mm-hmm. And I started to ask him a lot of questions about himself. Mm-hmm. And just learned more and more and more about the kind of the plight of black people in Cookville. Sure. And he made a statement to me that he never knew that they were poor until their school burned down and they had to go to the white school. Yeah. The Darwin school you're talking about that was in West Cookville that burned in 1963. Yeah. So he would have been about 13. Yes. And he said he never recognized what they didn't have until they went to the white school. Sure. And I thought, there is that social justice, that equal access. There Mm -hmm. it is again and again and again. And the culture shock for he and other students that they um, experienced. Yes. And um, he, having been at Cummins, mm-hmm. a, a company in this community whose policies should be emulated by every other company in this mm-hmm. community. They a are, leading international company. But leading in community involvement mm-hmm. and concern. They're, they're my best customer, too. Sure. But not to just shout out one company, because so many of the companies that have contributed to impact leadership, Mm -hmm. understand what our focus and our mission is. Mm -hmm. But um, Morris Irby and Dr. Michael Torrance and Dr. Bob Owens and Mark Hutchins and really the rest of the board in addition, but we created a curriculum uh, based on Morris's 20 years plus in HR. Yes. He had developed the start of our diversity and inclusion program Mm -hmm. and educators like Mark Hutchins and Michael Torrance and Rob Owens started to develop some of the 
educational aspects, our board training, our leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark and I are certified in the Gallup Poll Strengths Genius. Mark's also certified in Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. And we all collectively have awareness that self-awareness is key component to being able to recognize other people's self-identities. Sure. So we constructed a curriculum and then used a blueprint of community overview. Mm-hmm. And it was very beneficial all my relationships with our elected officials at that time to have another leadership program come in and say, work with us. Sure. And everybody was very congenial about doing so. Almost everybody. Sure. Sure. And, and, and I think in situations, <laughs> it's hard to get a hundred percent of the people on board, whatever the idea is. You, yeah. You might say, hey, I'm, I can bring Morton's Steakhouse to Cookville, Tennessee, but not 100% of the people are going to like that. Right. You know, I mean, you're going to have naysayers. So in terms of um, um, you all overcoming this, and obviously in the few minutes we have left, folks, we will have a part two to this conversation because it's just so much to, un- to, to unpack oh. and understand and you know what the current state of impact is what the program content is obviously you've talked about the board and the formation of impact and the impact that impact is having (laughs) on the community here so um so where does it go from here I guess would be one of my main questions you know I, I know Dr. Torrance is a past chair of the group Barat uh, Sony. Is, and, yes Barat Sony who is no longer in Cookville no he's in Birmingham Birmingham I he's knew that. happily retired yes yes and got to know him very very well during my years in government service um, so where do you see and again this may not be something you can answer in two minutes where um, what's the next step for leaders or for impact leadership We've just reached our five-year milestone. Wow. And gathered our statistics. Yes. And I am super, I I was overjoyed. I had no idea that in our five years, we have had 48% diversity Mm -hmm. and 52% Caucasian in a community with 3% African-American, what, 12 or 14% Hispanic. Right who largely don't speak English, right. which is a hurdle for belonging to sure. impact leadership. Sure. Um, and we've had uh, uh, 5% uh, Eastern Indians attend. Sure. Um, 10% Hispanic. Interesting. And 32% African American. So if somebody was listening right this second, we have one minute to go, and they said, I want to get involved. What's their next step? Well, they can email me or call me. Beautiful. So um, give us an e- an email and a telephone number. C-S-C-H-U-E-M-A-N. Great. At gmail.com. It's that German. There they you throw go. everything in. I hear right? you. Every vowel. <laughs> and uh, phone, my number. phone number, a cell number, yes. 630 
Folks, Cindy Schumann, Impact Leadership, we're going to have a part two coming up with this. So we're glad you listened today. Part two's coming up soon. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the chat here on News Talk 94.1.